Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 252. We're looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through 30. Let's read our passage. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. Well, we've shifted the narrative up to Antioch, and we saw that uh, people had fled from Jerusalem at the persecution and taken the gospel to Antioch. Initially, they were just sharing the gospel with Jews, but then some men actually started sharing the gospel with Gentiles. Word gets back to the mother church in Jerusalem, and they send Barnabas, not as a investigator to go make sure it was legit, but as an encourager to go help in the new ministry. And he did, and he saw things were going well, but he needed help. So he went to Tarsus and got Saul and took Saul back to Antioch, and the two of them stayed at Antioch for a year, teaching and preaching and equipping the church. So now, verse 27, in those days, it just is a matter of shifting time, so sometime down the road, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. We see prophets every now and then in the book of Acts. Not not a lot, but a few times. So there seems to be an itinerant prophet ministry, where prophets travel around proclaiming the word of God. Now, what does a prophet actually do? As we read about prophecy, particularly in things like 1 Corinthians, it seems that what prophets do is they speak a word inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's generally meant for uplifting edification of the church. Prophets are mentioned in the book of Acts here, then again in chapter 13, chapter 15, in chapter 21. Now, the Jews had believed that prophecy had stopped at the time of the Babylonian exile, but they believed it would return when the Messiah came. And so this goes along with that belief that the prophecy has returned, since the Messiah has come, but the prophets are limited to the Christians. So verse 28, one of them named Agabus stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. We see Agabus here, specifically mentioned by name. We see him again in chapter 21, where he'll uh, have a prophecy concerning Paul. But his gift of prophecy in foretelling something, future events, seems to be unusual, because generally the idea of prophecy is just speaking an inspired word, inspired by the Holy Spirit, for the purposes of edification. But here, Agabus seems to have a particularly uh, unusual gift and to be able to predict what's going to happen. And his prediction is there's going to be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. Then Luke adds, this took place during the reign of Claudius. Claudius the emperor. He was the emperor from AD 41 through AD 54. And one of the things that historians have pointed out during the reign of Claudius is that there were a lot of crop failures throughout areas, different areas at different times and and for different reasons, but just these persistent crop failures that just 
totally disrupted the uh, the flow of produce of crops and and did create localized famines. There were uh, several persistent droughts throughout his reign, which created a lot of crop failures. We see in some of the writings of historians that in Judea there was between A.D. 45 and 48 there was a problem with crop failures. It may have been due to flooding, and they call it a famine, but what it really meant was that the distribution of produce was disrupted, was limited, and prices went way up. So essentially, it became a famine for the poor. So verse 29, each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. So this is the, the taking place in Antioch. So it doesn't seem that the famine is occurring there in Antioch at the time, but there's problems in Judea. So they take up a collection, special offering. People give very generously, and they send a, a pile of money down to Judea because, as I said, you know, the famine is really it's a, an increase in prices because of the food shortage. So it becomes a famine for poor people who can't afford to buy the food. So they can fix this with uh, an influx of money into the, the church in Jerusalem. This is a Senate to the elders. Well, up to this point, it's always been the apostles that have been mentioned. Here, the elders are mentioned. In Acts 15, the apostles and elders will be mentioned together. And after that, it just seems to be the elders. Now, is this referring to just the overall church leadership? That it's shifting? Or is this just referring to who manages the the actual issues of charity? We saw earlier that people would sell land and bring the money and lay it at the apostles' feet. Perhaps they've uh, shifted in, in the organization of the ministry of charity and uh, the elders now are taking care of that versus the apostles. But it could really mean that there is a... a shifting in the overall leadership of the church in Jerusalem from it's just the apostles and then it's apostles and elders and then pretty soon it's just going to be elders as some many of the apostles move on to uh, ministry in, in uh, different places. Uh, others are martyred but we, we do know the apostles will eventually die off and it will just be left with elders leading the church. And we notice that this gift is sent to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas, who was sent to Antioch from Jerusalem by the leaders in Jerusalem. And so it makes sense to send him back. He, they know him. And Saul is the one that Barnabas went and got. And they've been teaching there. So they're probably well respected in Antioch. But they're also respected back in Jerusalem. So they seem like likely uh, people to send with this, uh, well, probably a quite a large sum of money that they're sending down to Jerusalem. So what's the lesson for us in all of this? Well, the biggest lesson probably is just the idea of generosity. We saw acts of generosity back in the early part of Acts where 
people would sell property and bring it to the apostles to take care of those who were in need. Here we see now other churches providing funds to assist and take care of the needs of those, particularly in Jerusalem, but it could be any other church where there's a specific physical need. So less for us is just the, the idea of being generous. And then what do we do with this idea of Agabus, the prophet? We don't really see prophets today, but we do know that God is at work. God is at work all around us and sending us messages through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through one another. So we need to pay attention and watch where God is at work and watch where God is leading us on a daily basis. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.